Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and I'm really pumped for today's episode, guys. We have a familiar face on the podcast today. Um, we got with us Brooke Romney. She was on the podcast way back with Colin Karshner, and she was also on my own podcast, Bullies Be Gone, a while ago. Now we got her back on Save the Kids for round two, so we're super excited to have her. She's a writer, speaker, connector, and committed to sharing real life with a hopeful twist. She's a best-selling author of 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens, Volumes 1 and 2. She's got a fresh perspective that helps give parents hope. Um, She comes from a girly roots, but has morphed into an outdoor adventure, dirt-loving mom of four boys, one daughter-in-law, and a new grandbaby. Oh, my goodness. Her husband keeps her on her toes, but loves her unconditionally, even when she leaves all the lights on and the cupboards open. (laughs) That's that's clever. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show, Brooke. We love you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Absolutely. So first of all, how the heck are you doing? It's been a second. Yeah, things are great and exciting. Um, new grandma still have three, well, two teens and a tween in the house, and yeah, we're just having a lot of fun, just like just like everyone else. So, how old are your kids? Um, the oldest is 20, then we have almost 18, 16, and 11. Okay, very yeah. nice. Very yeah. nice. That is that is a busy household that is. Yes. So you got so you got you got a senior and a sophomore? Yep. Yep. Man, that is that that that's that, that is the thick of high school right there. Yeah. That's the it's- good times. It's pretty exciting. So we're, we're figuring it out. It's a little, you're not tired. (laughs) Every kid's totally different, but it's nice that it's not my first rodeo. So, right. Right. That is nice. That is nice. And how old's your grandbaby? My grandbaby is eight months. Oh my goodness. So little. Oh, Oh, you're like the things I will do to you with the daughters. I never had. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Easter dress (laughs) shopping was especially fun. That's my first time ever. And it was awesome. So So awesome. Yeah. That's something that's something like I was saying before, we got, we got three boys, a four-year-old and a two-year-old and a six-week-old. So well, my wife will be in those boots in a very long time. Very long time. Yeah, absolutely. Man. So, okay. So I wanted to bring you back on the show initially because of my wife, actually, Kim. First of all, she loves you and will talk to me every single time you post anything ever. And it becomes a really good conversation piece. Actually, we have some very meaningful conversations around a lot of your posts. And in particular, your modern manners for teens, um, the Mm -hmm. things you post about that and your book in general. And so I'm curious how those books came to pass. What was, what's the story around those? Yeah. So I, uh, a few years ago, I was noticing that there were some things that my teenagers weren't picking up on that I thought they would just through example. And when I 
saw that that wasn't happening, I looked online to see if there was a book that would teach things in a short way that could keep the attention span of like a 15 year old boy. Mm -hmm. Nothing like that existed. Um, I kind of put that idea on the shelf and I started sharing a couple things. So uh, we started having a lot of teenagers in our homes and tweens. And I started noticing that my kids weren't the only ones who were missing out on some of those like social norms, the things that are polite manners. Like what? Well, so the first three things, so, and and I shared these three things on my Instagram. So Uh the first one was like when you're giving kids a ride and they just get into your car and then they just look at their phones and they don't say a word and you're like, oh, this is fun. I always wanted to drive teenagers to and from places without them acknowledging me. Like, you know, I'm a literal taxi cab driver. Okay. Yes. I'm an Um, Uber. And then another one was we would have kids over, you know, on a weekend night, they would go down to the basement and hang out. And, and then they would leave our home and we would be sitting like right on the couch as they're leaving and they wouldn't say a word, you know, like they would just like walk out the door. And and I know a lot of the differences is before cell phones, parents used to come to the door and pick up their kid. Like there was no way to get them out of your house. So somebody answered the door, people said goodbye, all those things. But cell phones have made things kind of tricky because we don't, we're not forced into interaction like we right. used to be. Right. Um, so that was another one. I think there was one more and I can't remember what it was. Um, but I posted those online, uh-huh. just three things I wish teenagers knew. Picked up on, yeah. And and there was just a huge response from people that were reading it. Just parents, And they yeah. were like, you're right. Like, I don't know why I haven't taught my kids this. Yes, I'm seeing this in my life. And I'm like, oh, good. So we're not just the anomaly. Right. Um, I guess good and bad. We're not the <laughs> anomaly. Um, and then people said, could you post more of these. I, I want to keep teaching these things to my kids. These are important things. So uh-huh. I started sharing one a week. I think it was Teen Tip Tuesday. And I just shared like a really simple tip. And someone said, you know, could you create printables for these? And and I thought, oh, no, printables are an okay idea. But like printables either never get printed or they get printed and thrown away or whatever. And they're not super right. effective. Right. So I started thinking like, how how could this be effective? I have a tough crowd at my house. So I feel like if things work at my house, they will probably work for a pretty broad demographic with like uh, all your ages and they're boys. Okay. I'll be honest. Boys are hard when it comes to printable stuff. I I was a high schooler once. Yeah. Not that many years ago. Um, Like 10, 10 years ago, I'm 29 and 11 years ago now. Anyway, anytime they gave us stuff in high school, like here's, here's your form or here's a little booklet for registration, backpack, trash. Every single time. Totally. Backpack, yeah. trash. Yeah. It's hard. Boys are tough. It's hard. So yeah. If it works in your it's house, hard. man, like it should. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, even being like a busy mom or a working mom, the idea that you're like really going to print that out and put it up and continue to change it every week. Like it just didn't feel like it was going to happen. Right. It's like taking notes so, in a um, textbook. Like no, yeah. you're never going to look at your highlights ever again. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. So I just started like brainstorming, like, how can I make this work? Because if I'm going to do it, one of my personal values is value. So if I'm going to create something and if I'm going to ask people to spend money and time on it, like it better be worth it. And so Mm. when we created, I worked with a publisher or not a publisher, but a printer. And we came up with this design and I was like, I think this really could work. And um, the response has been incredible because the way that it is designed allows for parents to either create a discussion around it or it allows kids to read it on their own. 
And if you have kids who don't want to engage or, you know, show you that they're doing what you want them to do, you just put it up on your kitchen counter. And you know what? They're probably at some point going to read it. And for those who are having the discussions, if it's still like laying out, it's reinforced all week. It's just so often that we have these great discussions and then nobody even remembers them the next day. And so I Mm. wanted something that was really, you know, if we're going to put all this work and time into something, I just wanted it to be able to make a difference for family. How long did it take for you to put the book together? It was about a year process, I would say. That was like back in 2018? 2019? No, it was actually 2020. It was published in um, really. It was yeah. 2020? Yeah. So this, the first one was October of 2020 and the second one was October of 2021. No way. We talked so. like in November of 20. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, and so, so now we are two years, two years and some change after that. And yeah. you've come out with a second volume. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, you put 52 out and you think this is it. Like this is all we can have. And the second volume I really love because it goes a little bit deeper. So instead of telling you like pitch in, right. Which is like, yes. Like if everybody's working, you shouldn't be sitting on the couch watching everyone work. If everybody, if you've been in an event, help put away the chairs, you know, those types of things. Um, The second volume goes a little deeper into things like celebrate others. Mm. Right. So instead of be happy for other people, be happy, you know, a little bit more like keys to like a happy life. Um, The first one is a little more, I would say like just a little bit more basic, like just getting your feet wet, you know, be a good human. And the other, like the second one for me has a lot of tips into being able to live a really successful and fulfilling life. So, so with that first volume, what are some of the key discussions that you put in there that, 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 that parents found really valuable? So um, I love the first one, which is introduce yourself. And I've, so a, a that teacher- makes me think of the middle. movie Up. Hello, yes. my name is Russell. I am a Boy Scout. Can I help you? I love it. And, and it's just, it's, such, it's something that's so simple, but it, it's a manner that can get you really far as a teenager, but also as an adult. And oh, yeah. um, there was a middle school teacher that started using the book and she- read this manner for the first time. And she had a couple of kids stand up and start clapping. And they said that it is, it's really lonely and no one tells you who they are. And you see these people over and over again, but nobody ever introduces themselves. And they said like, we'd have such a more like school would be so much more fun if you actually knew the people that were in there in your classes. So I love that one. Um, One of the ones that's really has been really cool for families is there is a manner called find new friends, find new friends. Yes. And that one says, if people are constantly making you feel bad about yourself, if they're constantly leaving you out, if they're being unkind all the time, right? Like this, these kinds of things happen here and there Uh, in every group of friends. Yeah. But like, if this is always happening, um, then it says find new friends and they're not your friends. Oh my God. Is it going to be hard? Oh, yes. Yeah. Will you be alone a little bit? Yes. Yeah. But is the effort going to be worth it? And it just says, there are people out there who like you for you. Ooh. So, Ooh. and so that one has been like, what I love about that manner in the home is mm. that when parents just bring that manner up, right? Like it's not because they think their kids have horrible friends. They're just bringing it up casually. Yeah. What has happened? I've had so many parents message me or even stop me when I'm like out and about in the community 
because they said, we talked about that manner. And my son, who never talks to me about anything, came to me in tears and said, like, mom, this is how my friends treat me. Like, I have to find friends. Ouch, my heart. Right? Like, but it's, but also the cool part of those stories is, and he did. And it's so much Uh, better. And he's so much happier. And he realized mm. he didn't have to just stay with these people because they were the people he'd been friends with forever. Or he didn't think he had other options that it was okay to be alone for a little bit. So I just, I love the way more than anything, I love how they're opening discussions for families and then teaching kids how to be successful. Like it's a positive feedback loop. You know, when you start, when you, when you're confident, when you know who you are, when you like who you are and other people start noticing that really good things happen. I like that. I like that so much. So the first volume, there's 52. And mm-hmm. the second volume, is there also 52? Yeah, there's 52. Gotcha. More One for each week of the year. One for every week. Every week of the year. That's awesome. And so, it's fun because sometimes sometimes people take the whole week and discuss it. Right? Sometimes they do one a day, like just over dinner. Sometimes kids just take it into their room and read the whole thing. Like, however you want to do it. I had... There was a parent who just said um, before they got their child a cell phone, one of the things, a smartphone, one of the things that they had to do was read both volumes of the manners book and and tell their parents a couple manners that felt really pertinent to them. I that. And I was like, that would be a really good exercise before you let somebody get a cell phone. Yeah, that would be yeah. a really, really good exercise. So, so that the, A, they know like, okay, don't let this turn me into a mindless robot. Don't let yeah. this steal out my communication skills. Still be, don't be a bad person. <laughs> exactly. I mean, one of the best matters on there is nothing online is private. And yes, we know that, right? Yes, we do. You know, as, as a mom of, you know, four kids that are, your youngest is a tween now, you're going through this rodeo four times. Um, what are some of the things that you find yourself learning and relearning and relearning? Like when it comes to like when parenting. it just comes to parenting kids in this tech heavy world that you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot that, but not really. Cause I remember that, but I've been reminded of that. Um, I think one of the things that stands out to me most is that kids are just teenagers or just people. And what works for us works for them. And what doesn't work for us also doesn't work for them. If we want to be like, when we don't feel heard and respected, we don't enjoy those people that are in our lives. And the same thing is going to go for teenagers heard or respected, then they're probably not going to have a great relationship with that person who won't hear or respect them. Mm. Um, I spoke to a group of teachers and one of the things that I said to them is if If I am a 43-year-old educated woman who has had 43 years of experience and I still have a really hard time putting my phone down, right, without parameters, what are the chances that a 13-year-old boy is going to have the self-discipline and control Uh, to say, I don't think it's time for, I shouldn't have my phone right now. uh, Approximately 0%. 0%. And so just remembering that like, they're just people too. Like if I need parameters in my life, if I need some controls, so do they, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah. So just a couple of things that just come to mind, but when I relate to my kids as humans and, you know, 
If I don't like it when somebody's constantly negative and only seeing the bad things I do and bringing them up, then my kids probably don't appreciate that either. So if yeah. if I respond better to people who cheer me on and like me and give me feedback, then my kids probably will be the same. Somebody who cheers them on and likes them and is excited for them and also gives them feedback. That's easier to take from somebody that that you know not just loves you but likes you. I love that because kids are like you said kids are humans. They're not like for some reason we we try to hold kids to a higher standard than we ever held ourselves. Like y'all y'all parents that are listening, okay, you did stupid stuff in high school. You did stupid stuff when you were kids. The only difference is you didn't feel you didn't have smartphones to record the stupid stuff and put it on the internet. Okay? Our kids just because they mess up like why are you so hard on them? Like, and I feel this with myself, even though my oldest is just four, I feel that like when, when we're potty training and stuff like that, I'm like, wait, 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 he is a kid, an imperfect human being. And like, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's just a lot, there's a lot of um, opportunities to learn and grow. And we have to make sure that they know that that's why we're there. We're there to encourage their learning and their growth and their discovery and all those things. And we're also there to put guardrails and boundaries because they aren't capable of, you know, your four-year-old can't potty train himself. Like he's got to have prizes. If only, if only. Like there's got to be like prizes and treats and boundaries and no more water after five, whatever it is, because he has to do those things. And our, and our teenagers are the same way. Um, One of the things that I like to remind people is without boundaries, right? If our kids are just flailing, it's like skydiving before the parachute opens. You're just in free fall. You're just, you know, like you don't have the capability to enjoy and to discover and create and have fun. But as soon as that parachute opens, if you've ever watched somebody that skydives, have you ever skydived? I haven't, but my husband and my son did. I have twice. Okay. And in the free fall, you're just like screaming and like holding on for dear life. Yes. Blacked out actually. Yes. (laughs) And it's like, so exciting. Like you're, you're kicking and you're laughing and you're discovering. And so our teenagers need to not feel like they're in a free fall. They need to know that like Mm -hmm. their parents are there, that if somebody sends them something online that they are uncomfortable with, they can 100% go to their parents, say, this is what happened. Can you help walk me through this? And they'll be there for them without them feeling like they constantly are like in a free fall. I love that. I love that kids are kids and they need you there to support and help guide them. If they feel like, if they feel like they're falling and they're flailing out, sometimes them acting out maybe to you in a negative way, that's them flailing out, trying to grab anything to try and yeah. feel like someone, like so, someone grab onto me. I'm going to do something, try and get attention. So you right, like, does anyone even care about the fact that I have no idea what in the heck I'm doing right now, you right. know, and so really, it's really helpful for them to have like both love and boundaries yeah. um, from from both parents, if possible. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got the fun one and you got the cruel one. And good cop, bad cop. Yeah. I yeah. think that can be tricky for the for both for the parents too. So the more we can kind of come together and figure out how how you can be both someone that has an abundance of love and also understands where boundaries need to be. That's that's so valuable. Now, a while ago, I remember you talking about that you were you spent some time at a local school. Um, you were around the kids. I don't know if you were you a substitute or something. Um, I, th- I was at a game, I think, at the school. Okay. I just remember 
afterwards, um, you talked about how you'd come home and you're like, man, kids are just so good. Oh, just barely. Yes. Yeah. So I was doing Sunshine Week at our high school. Okay. Tell us about and, that. Um, we just do like one week kind of in the middle of the winter where we try and lift their spirits. And um, it was really cool because I got to spend a lot of time at the school. And I just saw so many kids who were kind and polite and helpful. You know, I was bringing a table in and I had a kid like see me through a window in a classroom and come out and say like, hey, can I help you out? Um, we were like passing out airheads at the end of school. They just say come up for air, just a reminder to get off your phone and right. like live your life. And um, we were passing the airheads out and people were so excited and so grateful. And like, I offered one to somebody who's like, oh, I already got one. And I'm like, really? Like, that's a nice kid who just says I already got one instead of Man. taking two airheads, you know, um, awesome. when I had like, we gave out granola bars one morning and, you know, people were coming in, it's early, their faces are drawn. And I, you know, I'm even like a little bit nervous to be like, do you want a granola bar? And immediately when you say like, do you want a granola bar? It's like this big smell. Oh my gosh, thanks. You're so nice. Thanks for, you know, thanks for being here. Um, just good, good kids. And it just really lifted my spirits. I think sometimes teenagers get a bad rap, um, yeah, which we often see like, the headlines of the tough things. And we forget that there's for every, you know, bad headline, there's hundreds of teenagers that are working hard and studying and being good friends and, and trying their best. And so it was really encouraging. And I think one of the, one of my takeaways from this is anytime you get caught up in headlines and, you know, bad news, you know, get out into your community and however you can feel comfortable doing that and realize how many good people there are that just need like a little, just like a little push to oh, yeah. and you can see like what's on the inside. So, oh yeah. And there are no, no child is born bad. Like no. children are so innately good by, by nature. Every single headline there is with something negative involving a child first involved an adult. Like mm. there are zero kids that are bad to begin with. Every right. single kid is wonderful and good and that is that is that is their second nature. That is their innate yeah. existence. And sometimes life and adults and other unkind people can train them to act differently. But at their core, kids are good. When I talk to kids, they're like, yeah, you'll hear a lot of adults say like, oh, this world's such a messed up place and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, it's, it's mostly because of adults. And the yeah. reason actually it's never been a better time to be a human being because of the kindness around, because of the empathy around. And that's because of kids. The kids yeah. are the reason it's never been a better time to be alive. And so yeah. I, I really appreciate the youth of today. And I really appreciate parents like you that, you know, okay, guys, Brooke's not perfect, even though she looks perfect. She ain't perfect. <laughs> but, but we're sharing, we're sharing what's been helping us. And I think that's what helps a lot of people because they see your, your mom in the trenches. Just yeah. another mom in the trenches. <laughs> right. Like and and honestly, like most of what I share comes from lessons I've learned from often doing it wrong first and right. then figuring out, figuring out what was right. Like the other day, you know, I was talking to my son and he wasn't responding and, you know, like it was just, I could tell like it was going nowhere and I was talking to my husband. I'm like, what's the deal? And I don't know what's going on. And anyway, opening, like my son just said, like, you're just like being so passive aggressive. Like if you have something to say, say it. Like 
I'm not going to respond to like, hey, are you going to do this? What do you think about this? He's like, if you have something that you want to talk to me about, like, talk to me. And I was like, hmm. Be direct. Say it. Like in in an effort to be nice, I was like putting a little bit of um, space in our relationship because I was just trying to be nice. And I like didn't want to be annoying or bug him. And it was actually more annoying. And so like every time um, I get feedback from my kids, those are things that I'm able to share. Like, hey, check yourself, right? There was a time when I noticed that I was like, I have one kid that's especially easy. And, um, and I just had this feeling that like, he wasn't like all the way. Okay. And I realized like I had been so focused on all the other people that were much more needy Mm -hmm. that I had kind of just been neglecting him when he could have used like a little more of my time and energy. And so Mm -hmm. I put that out. I was like, Hey, you know, check on your easy kid. How's he doing? How's she doing? You know? And I just feel like what I share is often just what I'm learning and I'm trying. Like, I just remember when I had a teenager for the first time, there were no, um, there were no accounts that were talking about teens. And so anything that I can do to help somebody like get over those difficult steps or maybe miss some of the mistakes that I made, I'm really to do so. And guys, we learn so much from our mistakes as parents. Like it's incredible. And you'd be surprised how awesome your kids are, especially when you show your humanity. The other day I messed up and I lost it at my four-year-old. I yelled at him. I can't remember what it was for, but later that day I was apologizing to him for yelling at him. And when I apologized to him, I gave him a hug and he just looked at me and said, it's okay, dad. It's just a mistake. And I was like, oh. Oh, you're four. My gosh. Never change. Like kids are so wonderful. It's Um, awesome. When we show our humanity in being humans and when we make mistakes, like living those, like to circle back, living those manners that we want them to live. Yeah. It it, it really helps it come full circle. Like you, you see how wonderful they are. Yeah. In one of the books, I can't remember which one it was, but there's a manner that says apologize, right? And it teaches like, how do we apologize? And it's just like you said, you know, you take responsibility for what you've done. You don't blame it on somebody. You, you know, you say what you did and then you ask for forgiveness. And those are things that are really important skills for not just kids to learn, but it's funny whenever I post a manner, I usually do a little, um, like a little poll in my stories, like who needs to learn this more teens or adults. And I would say 90% of the time, the answer is adults. So manners are for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys feel like your household, that em- emojis are taking over emotions, then go on over and anywhere books are sold, especially on Amazon, because that's where I see it. Um, yeah. You got your modern yeah. manners. Um, what's it called? Modern manners for teens? Yep. 52. 52 modern manners for today's teens. So volume one and two. Um, and they're, they're wonderful. I, I went and I actually spoke in El Segundo, California back in October. And the principal had a copy of their their 52, the the Modern Manners for Teens just sitting right there on her desk. They read it on the intercom every day, once a day. So So yeah, once a week, I mean, but yeah, it was so cool. So anyway, um, how can people catch up and see what you're doing? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yeah, just Instagram is the best place to find me. I'm really active there. And 
not only that, but we have a very, very awesome community of parents who are always willing to help each other. Um, that's Brooke Romney Writes. My books are on Amazon and uh, volume two is in Costco, which for even a better price because no shipping and no packaging. So and it's Costco. Um, in Costco in Utah, Arizona, and Idaho. And then I've got a website, brookromney.com, if you want to get to know me a little bit better. There you go. And all that will be in the podcast description. I highly encourage you guys to go check her out, especially if you're wanting some positivity in the negative social media world. Um, thanks so much for Brooke. Brooke. Thanks so much, Brooke, for being on the show today. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. If you want Save the Kids to come to your church, school event, whatever it might be, please fill out a speaker form in the link in the podcast description. Um, always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.